friends, my name is May. Welcome to Lifehouse Online. We're so glad that you're joining us today for our Christmas series called Joyful and Triumphant. So get your jollies on and let's get ready for a great service. Thank you so much and Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us today. I know that today can be a very busy day and uh, maybe you're hosting and you've got a whole bunch of people about to rock up at your place for, for lunch or maybe you're traveling somewhere uh, to go and, uh, and be with family. So thank you so much for taking the time to come and celebrate uh, the true meaning of Christmas as we celebrate uh, together. After this, I'm going to uh, my parents' place uh, up in the Adelaide Hills near, near Harrogate there. They've got a little hobby farm there that we're going to be having Christmas. It is a, uh, it is a pig farm. But none of the pigs are on the menu today, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, we used to have uh, cattle, and uh, before that, we used to have some some sheep. Although my uh, my youngest brother didn't actually call them sheep to begin with, he called them cooies. And the reason that he did that was by association. No one taught him that. He didn't uh, hear that from us necessarily, but. He kind of learnt it through association. You see, what used to happen was, even though it was a, a small hobby farm, uh, because it is in the Adelaide Hills, there was a whole bunch of trees and hills and, and gullies. And so when it was time to go and round up the sheep, if we needed to, to get them, you know, for, for drenching or crutching or shearing or different things, uh, the six of us would all go and we would split up and we would you know, walk through uh, to see if we could find the sheep. And then because we were kind of maybe hidden and out of sight of each other, if we found them, we would yell out, Good, yes. That's the correct response. You need to then call back that cooey response so that... Other people know that you've heard and that you're coming, we've found the sheep, but that we're all going to come together and we're all going to round up the sheep and, and uh, do this. And so, of course, he learnt them by association that every time we saw a sheep, we would not call them sheep, we would call, cry out cooey. And so he then thought that they were actually called cooeys. So across this month, we've been doing a series called Joyful and Triumphant, looking at how some of our beloved Christmas carols tell us this story, this joyful and triumphant story of Christmas and what it actually means. And at the end of our service, we're going to sing together one of my favorite carols, but it can kind of be a little bit confusing if you don't understand some of the history of the, the story uh, behind it, particularly because some of it is still said in its original Latin that it was kind of written in or, or sung in originally. And so some of you are kind of getting the hang of the fact that it's uh, this song, Gloria in Excelsis Deo kind of doesn't make a lot of sense to us. I mean, we might think, oh, okay, we've got two glorias that 
come to church here. We've got Bradkey and Knight, and maybe if they uh, had uh, Hyundai's and we were standing out in the car park, we could cry out as they both came in together, Gloria's in Excel's duo. <laughs> but that's... But that's kind of not really exactly what it means. What it actually means is glory to God in the highest. And when we think about this song, you've probably, uh, you know, as you you think about it, uh, you probably have this picture in your mind of, you know, these angelic kind of choirs in these big, you know, ornate steeples, that are standing there for some reason with their hands held like this and they don't look very happy but they're they're singing really, really high. Gloria. (laughs) But I didn't need it. (laughs) That didn't deserve a cut. But... That's not actually where this carol kind of started. You've probably heard me uh, in in my last message, I was kind of saying, it's hard to know when it comes to Christmas, what is truth, what is tradition, and what is opinion. That's true with a lot of things in our world today, but it's particularly true around Christmas. But this, there's some evidence that this could have actually been the first Christmas carol that was ever sung. That there's some evidence that in 139 AD, it was sung on Christmas Eve. But it wasn't sung in ornate steeples by, you know, fancy choirs. It was actually sung or cried out by shepherds. It was the cooey call of shepherds on Christmas Eve who couldn't gather together, who like many of our farmers who were here and some who are not here because they are working, they couldn't gather together on Christmas. But there was something that had happened in their lives and they didn't have... Instagram or TikTok to be able to share what had happened in their lives. And so on those cold northern hemisphere nights, as they were looking after their sheep, they would cry out, Gloria! And then someone else that they couldn't see in a, in a valley nearby, another shepherd would, would cry back, In excelsis Deo! They were crying out, not because they had found sheep, but because the Lamb of God had found them. And when the Lamb of God finds you, when we understand this joyful and triumphant message that comes in and through Christmas, we can't help but cry out. So the question is, for us today, what will we cry out to a broken and hurting world that so many times can't see God. 
where we alert them to what we have found, to who we have found. Some will just keep silent, which indicates that they have found nothing. Some will cry out, stay away, because all that we have found is our own sin, our own inadequacies. Some will cry out, ouch, because what they have found is that this world is full of pain and suffering. Some will cry out, help, because they finally realize that they can't do it on their own. And they are all valid responses. And just like my brother, no one taught them that. But because of association of what they have experienced, they too then mislabel our world and our God. They call the world and God something that they are not. But because of Christmas, we get to cry out together, Gloria in excelsis Deo, glory to God in the highest. And when we do, there is a response that comes back. But it's not just the response of a shepherd in a valley nearby. It's not just an echo, but the response came back from heaven. A response came back in the form of flesh and blood. The incarnation that God left the hilltop of, of heaven to come down to the valley to be with us. Emmanuel. Because a child was born, but a son, the son, his son, was given. Was given as an answer to our cry in the night. The unseen, now seen in Christ. The unheard, now given a voice. The unloved, now given this gift of love. Christmas, Jesus, is God's response to all of humanity's cry in the night. So let us read this account of the first shepherds and their first response to this news. We're going to read this Christmas story together in Luke 2. It says, He went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea. This is where Bethlehem, the town of David, was. Joseph went there because he belonged to the family line of David. He went there with Mary to be listed. Mary was engaged to him, and she was expecting a baby. While Joseph and Mary were there, the time came for the child to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn baby. It was a boy. She wrapped him in large strips of cloth. Then she placed him in a manger. This is because there was no guest room where they could stay. 
There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. It was night and they were taking care of their sheep. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified and the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. It will bring great joy to all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Here is how you will know that what I am telling you is the truth. You will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a large group of angels from heaven also appeared. They were praising God. They said, May glory be given to God in highest heaven. And may peace be given to those he is pleased with on earth. The angels left and went into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby. The baby was lying in a manger. After the shepherds had seen him, they told everybody. They reported what the angel had said about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. I find it interesting that it was the shepherds that first got to tell this news. I mean, the most important man alive in that region at the time was King Herod. So if Jesus had come for fame and fortune, they should have told Herod first. The Romans were in charge at that time, and so if it was power that Jesus came to bring, then they should have told a Roman centurion first. Caiaphas was the high priest, and he was considered the most holy person in the world at that time. And so if Jesus' primary reason for coming was to bring holiness and enforce the rules that the people in the, in the temple were there to bring, then he would have told Caiaphas first. It was a time of oppression and chaos for the Jewish people. And so if it was safety and comfort that Jesus came for, they could have and should have told no one about Jesus' birth. So why tell the shepherds first? Fields, they were living with... In that passage, it said that they were living in the fields. They were living with their sheep. And so knowing the rules at the time, they would know that they are then ceremonially unclean. They're not allowed into the temple. They're not allowed into the palace. That of all the people that were, that were there, shepherds were kind of some of the most poor, despised people in the region at the time. Many were slaves that were working off debts that they had incurred to the owners of the flocks whose sheep that they were looking after. David 
was a shepherd boy. He was the youngest of eight, the most looked down upon in his family. He was a shepherd from Bethlehem. But although he started from this place of rejection, there was a prophecy that was given about him that he would be become king. And then once he was king, there was a prophecy, another prophecy that was given that said that someone from his line would always be on the throne, would be eternally on the throne. But then it seemed like that that prophecy was left unfulfilled because although his son Solomon succeeded him as king and although Solomon did some great things and built the temple, that was the end of the line of this lineage that was sitting on the throne. It was the end of this story of poor Shepherds from Bethlehem who would come from a place of rejection to be king until Christmas. You see, once the temple was built by David's son, the job of the shepherds nearby Jerusalem changed forever. They were now in charge of inspecting the male lambs that were born, to see if they had any spot or blemish or defect on them that could prevent them from being worthy of being a sacrifice at the temple that was just nearby. If they were deemed to be appropriate, if they were deemed to be pure and spotless and holy then what these shepherds would do with these lambs that were born is they would take them and they would wrap them in strips of swaddling cloth to make sure that they stayed holy and pure and acceptable to be a sacrifice so that their blood could be shed on that hill nearby so that God could even, if it was just for a moment, that God could come and dwell with the people that he loved so much. But they needed the blood of a spotless lamb to be able to do that. They told the shepherds first and then let them spread the news of Christmas first, of Jesus' birth, because Jesus' birth, because Christmas is all about God providing an eternally acceptable spotless lamb, worthy of sacrifice, so that God could be Emmanuel, God with us for eternity. This is what God wanted everybody to know. This was the good news of good joy, of great joy that was for all the people. Not just for the smart, the powerful, the comfortable. Not just to be sung by choirs in ornate temples. But for all the people. 
the, the people in fields, in the dark, alone and cold. This news was for them just as it is for us today. The exalted one became lowly to enable us to be exalted. A citizen of heaven became a citizen of earth to enable heaven to invade earth. The Son of Man became a man to enable mankind to become sons of God. The Son of God became the Lamb of God to enable us to become adopted children of God. You see, whether we know it or not, we've all learnt something by association. If something dirty touches something clean, the dirty thing doesn't get any less dirty, but the clean thing becomes dirty. And the dirtier that one thing is, and the longer and the closer the contact is, the more dirty that clean thing will become. We know that we are dirty. We know that we have bowed to sin. So when we hear that song, Gloria in Excelsis Deo, Glory to God in the Highest, we kind of want to echo that. We kind of know that glory should be given to God in the highest. But because I am the lowest, then I actually need to stay away from someone who is so high and lofty. Because if I approach them with my dirt, if I approach someone so holy, so pure, then my dirt is going to rub off on them and I'm going to make them less holy, less important, less wonderful. But if we think that, we've missed the true message of Christmas. You see, our dirt doesn't make him dirty. His cleanness makes our dirtiness clean. This is why it was the shepherds who told the story first. And this is why it was the shepherds who got to sing that first Christmas carol that we are going to echo the words of in just a moment. So that we would know today and every day this good news of great joy is for you. If it was for them, the poor, the despised, alone than it is for us if in their uncleanness on a cold and dark night it caused them not to move away from God but as we read in this Christmas story and maybe you've read it a hundred times and you've missed it every time because it didn't cause them to run away it caused them to run to him And so it is for us. 
in our uncleanness, in our dark night of the soul, our response should be the same as those shepherds on that night to come running to worship him. But why? Why would a king bow down to someone with less social standing than himself? It doesn't make any sense. Unless, of course, it's the king's child. And he's not bowing down to worship. He's bending down to tie the shoelaces of his son so that he doesn't trip and fall. And now we, as adopted children of God, as we hear this Christmas story, as we cry out, in our dark and alone places, the response comes back. Jesus comes down at Christmas time to prevent us from eternally falling. The act of Christmas and Jesus coming down does not make him more dirty, does not make him less holy, less important, any less of a king. It actually makes him more than just a king. And it makes us more than just dirty. It makes us children And it makes him our loving Father King. This is why we can sing with the shepherds today and every day. Gloria in excelsis Deo. Glory to God in the highest. Because Jesus met us and loved us at our lowest. So let's stand and let's sing this song together. Wasn't that a great service? There was so much good stuff in there. And if something really resonated with you and you you want to ask some questions, then head to our website, life.house, and go to the My Response section. You can click on the little button there and then share, us, share that with us. Um, we really love that you're online because it's great that we've got this resource, but we really want to see you at church, 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings, because we just want to see you in person, get to know you, and doing things as a family is great. And one thing families, one thing families do is do things together. So let's do life together. Okay, so see you then. Merry Christmas. <laughs>